stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by two of Zach's summer interns, Radek Gralek and Afri Mian. Radek goes to Loyola here in Chicago, not to be confused with the one in Los Angeles, but how could anyone confuse that now because you have the basketball thing? Yeah, exactly. Actually, I think there's a few Loyolas out there. There's one in New Orleans, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the New Orleans yeah, one. Yeah, but we're the best one. Well, yeah, they're all like, eh, who cares about them? We have, we've got the basketball, so we all, yeah. everyone knows you guys. And then Afri goes to Northwestern now. Afri's been on the podcast before, a year ago. Yeah. And this is the first time, though, as like an official college student. But um, both are, uh, like I said, summer interns here at Zach's. And I'd like to have some of the interns in for the podcast to just discuss kind of what millennials are doing. Although you guys now are at the youngest of the millennials, I believe. Like everybody else after you is the Gen Z, I think. Yeah, I think it starts at the year 2000. I'm 1997, so... Okay. We just yeah. made the cut. Exactly. 97 okay. or two. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think you're the youngest. So that'll be a little bit different than talking to the oldest, who is now 37, from what I understand. So their concerns of what they're doing with investing or stocks or anything is going to be a lot different from what you guys are doing. But I, I'd like to have you on because you guys also grew up with, um, obviously all the online kind of investing and all of that. And now there's even more apps and things where you can totally just be trading from your phone. So kind of wanted to get a idea about what's happening at the college scene now with stocks. We've had a couple good years in the stock market in a row. Seems like it's never ending. Why not be you know, trading something. So Radek, let's start with you. I don't know if any, if you or any of your friends are using any of these apps or even just the old style types of trading accounts like E-Trade or anything. Are they? Uh, I've actually never heard of Robinhood okay. before, okay. but as whenever I talk to them, they seem to be using more of the traditional accounts. Okay. But as far as the stats themselves, they're more like the ones that we actually know about. So like Facebook, Twitter, okay. that seems to be the conversation more. Well, that like, was that was yeah. my next question. Like if they are buying stocks, what are they buying? It, yeah, exactly. I've never talked about the platforms that much, I guess. Okay. But more about just the stocks themselves and I guess how they relate to our lives. Okay. Yeah. So you're buying what you know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And what does that mean? Like you just mentioned Facebook and Twitter. Are, are, is anyone buying like Snap, do you know? Or um, I don't know. What are some of the other ones like Amazon? Yeah, or... like like Grubhub. Okay. Yeah, all of these hot ones where I think we can sort of understand almost the news better than other investors. Or even sometimes like my parents will be like, oh, what even is Grubhub? Like, what, <laughs> is, what, you know, what does this mean? Right? And yeah. we didn't sort of have an, almost an advantage in that point of view. To, to understand it than other better than other people. Definitely. So you you're basically focusing on like the tech and the social media names. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. that that makes sense. Now, where is the money coming from to buy the stocks? That was my next <laughs> question. Like, is it from like a summer job and you just have like a couple hundred dollars in there and you're buying some stuff? Or... Yeah, I would say summer jobs or I guess some people would have parents that help them out. Yeah. And sort of or maybe even they just help out with their parents portfolio. You know, their parents are like, hey, I've, I'm looking into two, three stocks. Like, what would you what's some advice you could give me? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting too. What about the sentiment that is out there? Because uh, of these stocks you're mentioning, like the Fang names, obviously, in these hot stocks, they haven't really seen any pullbacks in quite some time, really. What do people of your generation thinking about, like, the risks in stocks? Uh, as far as risk goes, I would, I mean, I would say that the overall sentiment's like positive, okay. and that our generation's overall optimistic about those thoughts and you know, what those companies and their messages moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you, Afri? Like, what what's the sentiment going on at Northwestern? Are they using Robinhood and, or these uh, traditional ones like E-Trade or Fidelity or Schwab? Yes, I've noticed that my, my friends that are really into investing or the friends that are, like, interested in business are really into investing and the ones that may not necessarily have an interest may not, like, look into it at all. Um, and of my friends that are interested, I've noticed that a majority of them use Robinhood. Okay. And um, they are, like, pretty involved to, like, actively manage their money, however much there is. And um, I haven't talked to many friends about, like, sentiment, but from the ones that I have, also seems pretty positive, especially yeah. since, like, I've, um, similarly to what in Radix experience, like, most of my friends invest in companies that they themselves use. They kind right. of adopt the model of, like, if I like it and I know the product, then I'll invest in it. Um, and because they see, like, for example, with, like, a Netflix um Many of my, I talked to a lot of my friends about how their catalog is constantly growing and they're talking about how they're investing in a bunch of new shows. And so to them, that kind of translates to, well, look, there's a bunch of really interesting content that's really kind of coming out and grabbing my attention. So if they're continuing to put these out, then it's probably something worth continuing to keep an eye on. So it's, it's a lot of like that. Um, so it seems pretty positive overall from what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. So are they buying like the Facebooks and the Twitters too? Yeah, a majority of like the investments that I've seen are tech. And then I have um, a bunch of friends that live and die by cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, so yeah. especially with the whole Bitcoin <laughs> thing, like I have friends yeah. that were even now, like they're just totally the, the preachers of, of Bitcoin. And they say, oh, you know, it may have dropped, but this is the future and you can do wow. this and that. Okay. And I have friends that are really extremely active in like blockchain mm -hmm. and technology and um, some that are even working at like related firms. And so they're like really gung-ho about the future of crypto. So I'd say crypto, tech, social media, uh, these are definitely kind of the biggest uh, that I can hear around campus. What about mining? Are they mining in their in their dorm rooms or apartments for any of the cryptos? Uh, no, I think Northwestern actually. Did they ban you from doing that? I think they have some kind of. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they have like a, an official policy. Okay. Um, but I think there's something along the lines of like you can't do it in your dorm or okay. it takes up too much power. It I, does I, take a lot of electricity. Oh yeah. 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 And I think it's also just because like the initial cost is so high to like build either a computer or get the resources needed to actually start mining. So it's kind of with um, outside of the the realm of sort of possibility for us right now um so i don't think most of my friends are mining but definitely kind of like interest in trading and like working in relate like something related to the technology and looking at other like smaller cryptocurrencies that oh like some of them will say oh maybe bitcoin's not bad but here's why ripple's amazing here's why ethereum is yeah. amazing like i can always hear wow. particularly in like northwestern is a really big sort of startup scene in what okay. we call the garage and the garage is set up like our own in-house um incubator and a bunch of them are a bunch of these really uh, computer science guys, and they're super, super into uh, crypto. So I think that's definitely really common. Okay, that makes some sense. So even with the sell-off from the beginning of the year, because all the cryptos are down pretty big, oh, yeah. they're still believers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, from, from the friends that I have talked to, they're still really big believers. They think that it's a very, there's a lot of good that crypto can offer, and they think that that makes it fundamentally sound. Um, and some even believe that, 
even if it's not Bitcoin, Bitcoin that you know some major currency will take off, and Bitcoin's taking kind of the first major step of of becoming a household name and sort of introducing the world to a uh, uh, cryptocurrency. And are they doing the same at at Loyola? Rather, yeah, I would agree. I think that every college student knows at least like two or three friends that are super into crypto. <laughs> but uh, I would also say that it seems that more business students are still into stocks, whereas more computer science students are the ones into crypto. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because it's a little more scientific oriented. I think. Mm-hmm. And as far as also what we study, like we learn about stocks and the stock market. Yeah. So we can sort of understand that better as opposed to okay. uh, Bitcoin, which is a bit more tech heavy, I guess. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah also, that, that's yeah. why I don't understand anything going on with the crypto. <laughs> yeah. I just wait for someone else to explain it to me. Same here. Like most of what I've learned about crypto has come from those friends. Okay. Um, that's interesting. What about the hotness with like the gaming with like Fortnite now? And is anyone trying to invest or find ways to invest in that, like by buying, you know, Turtle Beach, which makes the headphones or anything like that? Have you heard anything along those lines? I haven't really heard much about investing, but I've definitely seen how it's become, how like the game has become popular on campus. So I wouldn't be surprised if like moving forward, especially because it kind of really happened in this past year. Yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised if like, uh, because I'm involved in like an investing club on campus, I wouldn't be surprised if come fall quarter, someone will make a pitch in like Turtle Beach or like Funko is making the toys now. Yeah. Um, Something like that, I'm sure would be on the horizon. Yeah. I would say, even though I haven't heard of anybody actually investing in it yet. I think it's just, like, amazing that it's not just, like, a game or a hobby. Like, it actually does have real-life effects. Like, if Fortnite be- keeps coming becoming popular, there actually are stats that will be growing along with that. Yeah. So it's really cool to see that. Okay. We'll have to wait and see then. Maybe it might be another six months or so before anybody is like, oh, hey, the Turtle Beach, you know headset and i can buy that stock and all that kind of stuff so i'll keep an eye on that i have seen a few like tencent arguments like fortnite through tencent yeah. and tencent i think owns uh either a big share or in epic games or yes something on those they lines. do um so i've definitely heard that okay so that's good to know so basically any of the old big boring companies are out i would say the dow the dow stocks and things like that nobody cares right I feel like they're just not in the conversation that yeah, much. I don't yeah. know about how many people are actually investing in them, but you just... You that know. would be normal, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I I, mean, I go back to the late 1990s. Yes, way back, way back when. But I was living in San Francisco at the time, and that was the epicenter for the dot-com boom. But everywhere around you was some kind of dot-com. Like, you know, you drive down the street, and there was, like, the sign for pets.com. And then you're at your apartment building, and, like, next to you, some business would just start up because it was, like, live work, and they could just start their company in there. You never knew what they did, but you're like, oh, this is exciting. So... You wanted to invest in all the companies in Silicon Valley and all of that because this is where all the energy was. So this makes sense. I wasn't buying, you know, General Electric back in 1999 either. Uh, But what about some of the older tech names, kind of like the Microsofts of the world, like those? Does anyone, you know, talk about those at all or those old and stodgy too? Do you know? Probably not, since both of you looking at me kind of blankly. So, yeah, those are just basically out. But it makes sense to buy, like, the social media. What about Snap? We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Is that still being used? Do you guys use it in college, Radek? You're shaking your I, head. I think it's starting. I think it's dying. I okay. Don't know. As soon as they made their update in February or March, 
uh, a lot of most college students, I would say, would probably stop using it, at least as far as my friend group. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they did see a decline of 3 million users, so somebody is kind of stopping using it. What about you, Afri? Do, do any of your friends still use Snap? I mean, anecdotally, I think I still see, like, a lot of use, but I've also noticed a lot more Instagram story usage over the past six months. Like, whereas in the beginning, I had maybe, like, I, I could see a handful of um, stories per day from a few friends. I, now I've seen a lot more friends do it and also a lot more regularly. And I've seen kind of at the same time a decrease from Snap. Um, so it's still like, I think it's still a notable, notable amount of use. I still use it to keep in touch with friends. But uh, I, I also don't use it as much. And I think a lot of my friends are also transitioning towards using Instagram. Okay. Well, that was that was going to be my next question is what is the Instagram usage like? Because I've seen it to some extent in high school students. And I know that they basically are on it 24-7. But what is it like at the college level then? Is it the same or... You're nodding. Right? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think people are on it a lot for okay. sure. And then like we're Snapchat where people be posting a few stories a day. I feel like that's Instagram now where most people will post three or four stories every single day. Wow. And be on it a lot. Wow. Yeah. And um, Facebook, they always have been telling us that no young people are on Facebook. Is is buying the Facebook stock really just to buy Instagram, do you think? As far as like millennials won't be using Facebook that much. Okay. People in our age group, it's yeah. a lot more Instagram. Okay. I'd say Twitter use is a little bit more heavy. Um, okay. Some people are That's still using Twitter. Yeah. On the investing side, do you know anybody using stock twits at all? Either of you? Do you know what stock twits is? Yeah. yeah oh, you definitely. do. They're nodding. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, because that's the Twitter for stocks. A lot, some people, you know, they only have about a little over a million users over there, 1.5 million. I mean, that's not small, but it's more of a niche product. But I was just wondering, you know, what if that's being used on college campuses at all or? I don't think so. I don't think I've heard okay. much friends, many friends talk about it. And I yeah. think when it did, I think the only few times it came was to kind of make a joke about how Something is being super hyped by like everyone on stock twits. Okay. And, and how that's kind of, it, it gets kind of funny how the sort of, I guess, sort of the hive mind operates. But like in terms of like actually using it like regularly, I don't think I know about any of my friends like actually legitimately using it for, to gather information or to like gather sentiment or anything like that. Okay. Where, where do they get their information from? Like if they're stock buyers? Um, I, kind of from a mix of sources, I guess. Um, I don't think. In some cases, because, like, for example, in some investment is just based on kind of what they use, they may not necessarily, some of my friends don't necessarily go through, like, the whole due diligence process of, like, going through data and things like that. So in some cases, it may kind of be on feeling. Um, but I, I, I like Google News to kind of get an idea of what's going on. Um, I even have a few friends that have actually mentioned Zach's in conversation, which is cool. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of a little bit of everywhere, I guess. I don't think any one particular source. Yahoo Finance is pretty popular. Okay. Um, like Bloomberg, um, stuff like that. I okay, guess. so kind of the usual the usual sources. Um, you were telling me a story, Afri, like a week ago or so when you were hiking in Starved Rock. Do you yeah. wanna you wanna share that where you encountered some other college students there? Oh yeah, so I uh, I met a few uh, made a few friends on the on the Starved Rock Trail and uh, we we're just talking about where we we're working and I said that I was uh, 
working here. And uh, then they started talking about Robinhood and crypto and yeah. um, asking me for investment advice, which I was totally not qualified <laughs> or ready to answer, but uh, appreciated their enthusiasm. And um, uh, they definitely like, although they didn't know a whole lot about like investing and who to invest in, I could see that there was like a lot of excitement. Um, yeah. And I think one of them was working in computer science or two of them were in computer science. And one was, I think, in working in like marketing related okay. um but they were really interested in learning more and they're asking me a bunch of questions on like how to structure a portfolio and like what should i do for wow what, what kind of a uh, um, strategy should i should i be using it what's my time frame and these are these are very loaded questions <laughs> that are uh, very for each person yeah. and what it is that they're looking for yeah. but i could definitely see like a lot of like curiosity and that they're in the middle of learning um and a lot of talk about crypto we had a, one, one of them had actually apparently invested in, in bitcoin back in like 2009 what? and held on to a little bit oh which was uh interesting um, yeah but, uh, yeah so it was a pretty a pretty uh, fun time okay and these were students from like illinois state i think you illinois said state, yeah okay which is in obviously illinois um but a big state school here yeah. but i find that interesting that you know just came out where you were working and then they had all these questions because you might not have seen that you know 10 years ago mm -hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the great recession i don't think anyone would have been they would have been like why are you working there <laughs> not you know asking you about how to invest and all of that and also just to see you know, college students asking these kinds of questions is really kind of encouraging. I don't know. Have you ever encountered yeah, anything I, like that? To Radha? actually relate a bit to Instagram, I think when I first started intern here, um, I think I put it on my story where I said like, oh, starting a new internship at Zats, something along those lines. And I think I actually had like 10 or 12 of my friends be like, oh, hey, I've read a Zats article before on Yahoo Finance oh. or like, what do you think about this? And instantly asking for advice or talking about crypto or, wow. or all these things that, you know, I don't even, might not even know about, but yeah. there was actually a lot more curiosity about it than I expected. Yeah. Same here from some of my friends too. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good sign. That's a sign of the bull market. I feel, um, of what we're seeing in stocks, but it's good that this younger part of the millennials is getting a very bullish and optimistic outlook <laughs> about investing and like what it could mean. Um, cause you always hear these doom and gloom stories like, oh, the younger people, they go to college, they take on all this debt, they're doomed, you know, they have to rent expensive apartments, all of this, they'll never get ahead. But yet it sounds like you guys are all thinking at least anecdotally from the people you've met and know about the future and investing. Um, that's, that's really positive. Uh, so I have another question because, I was driving in an Uber a couple uh, weeks ago and it wasn't like I, I didn't reveal what I did for a living or anything, but there was an ad on the radio for a pizza chain, Jets Pizza, which is based out of Michigan. They've been opening up a whole bunch of them here in the Chicagoland area. Um, they, they make square pizza in case anyone's interested, actually. Um, so it has this famous crust and it's square. So you get a lot of the crust pieces. But anyways, uh, they're not public. So not publicly traded. But the Uber driver, we heard the ad and I, I just said, oh, Jets Pizza, they're opening another one. And he said, oh, yeah, if they ever go public, I want to buy shares in that. And I was like, oh, so obviously I thought, oh, he's interested in investing. And I said, oh, have you ever, you know, done that before? And he's like, oh, there was Papa John's and, I, you know, I, I love that pizza back in the day. And I thought he was going to tell me he bought Papa John's like 20 years ago or something. <laughs> and he made all this money and all this. But no, he never ended up buying it. So he was telling me he would like re 
right the wrong of not investing in something he knew and buy the Jets pizza if they ever went public this time. Uh, but I'm just wondering, because you guys probably take like the ride share services, Lyft and Uber and stuff, I'm assuming. Have you ever gotten any kind of stock tips from an Uber driver or anything like that before? I don't know. Radek, have you ever had anything happen? I don't think anything like that has ever happened to me. Okay. Maybe I'm the Uber. only one who has conversations <laughs> with the crazy Uber drivers. What about you, Epri? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say I've gotten any investment advice. I've gotten some very interesting, random spiritual life advice. Oh, but, uh, okay. Not, not, any, uh, not any investment advice, unfortunately. Okay. This could be like a, a bullish sign, though, that you're not getting it. Because, you know, the old story of the shine boys from like the 1920s. I don't know if you've heard the story where... People would go, you went, you went and got your shoe shined always. And the shoe shine boys in the late 20s, when that bull market was going, started giving like stock tip advice to the guys they were like cleaning the shoes on. And it was like, uh oh, like that's not good if the shoe shine boy like is all like that heavily invested into stocks. And then it kind of happened back in the day with taxi cab drivers in the dot com boom and stuff. You start to get like weird tips in, in Silicon Valley and San Francisco from the taxi cab drivers. So I guess it's good that we're not really seeing any tips from Uber drivers yet because then I might I might get nervous about this bull. But um, all right. So we covered all of that stuff. What are the other topics? Like what are the other things? I can't really think of anything else that you guys are like basically the leading generation on because we've kind of covered most of the stuff that's really influencing you, I guess, right now. I guess like one little thing I've noticed is that although a lot of friends are really positive about the things they've invested in or are researching, yeah. I have noticed that like amongst my friends that are kind of gearing up to start recruiting and are like thinking about like are, that are in pre-professional kind of uh, student organizations and yeah. are kind of thinking now about where they want to work and their kind of future horizons. I have noticed a little bit of, I guess, hesitation in that like a few of my friends have talked about how because we've been in a bull market for essentially like a generation now yeah. um, that they don't really know what to expect with the potential economic downturn, like on the near horizon. Okay. Like in the event that, for example, like when we're now, when we're looking for our full-time positions, junior, senior year, that that could potentially be like the end of this bull market and the whole, right. and like our whole sort of generation of workers won't really know how to handle that. Because yeah. if you think about it, like as it played out, if you basically threw a dart, at, on a on a dartboard had a bunch of stock picks and you got one of them it probably would have gone up right between then and now right and that's a totally different sort of mindset mentality feeling than when it's in a bear market like I yeah. can't I, I I can't even when the last recession happened in 2008 like I was I was like 11 so right. I, you know <laughs> it wasn't really uh, I, you weren't I, paying attention in that way <laughs> so yeah so I could see that like it was a big deal and that yeah. like it was affecting people around me but I right. personally like I have no idea like what that actually looks like when you're in yeah. the day to day like. For example, doing what we do here, like writing about or coming up with recommendations. And so right. I, that's kind of something that has definitely come up that we don't, we're going to that's something that's going to that we're going to have to sort of figure out when we get there. I kind of cross that bridge yeah. when it comes up, but it will come up kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, it has been bullish for so long. That's why I was asking, you know, kind of what the mentality is of the the students investing, because you could have been investing only even just the last two years and basically seen almost no losses <laughs> or maybe no losses because you bought like the fang it keeps going up it's you know it's like good times mm -hmm. so what is it like to have even a 20 percent pullback or something you might not have ever had one when you've owned stocks 
So I don't know. This will be interesting to see, but it's good to have a group, a generation who's, you know, at least coming into it pretty bullish. But I graduated from college into a recession and, um, you know, had no experience going forward. I wasn't a stock investor at the time, so I didn't have to worry about that part. But it's, you know, it is different job market and all that when you graduate into it. But it wasn't anything like the Great Recession that some millennials graduated into 10 years ago, the older millennials. And so hopefully the next recession we have will be a more normal one, which, you know, they stink, but they're not as catastrophic as what we saw 10 years ago. So, um, okay. So that's, that's good to know. I do think um, it's good that your generation is thinking about what could be happening out there in just a couple of years time. Is that, do you think that's impacting where they might be looking for jobs too? You know, are, our students, cause you're both interested in finance. Are, are they avoiding maybe financial jobs in the future because of that? Or what, what's your take on that? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think friends that are interested in that remain interested in that. Yeah. But it's kind of that thing that like, the ones that are really thinking far ahead and not still kind of figuring out what it is that they want to do even as a major, the ones that have kind of decided and are thinking, it's just something I, I, I guess that is kind of in the back of their heads, I suppose, that it's like a reality that will have to be confronted, but not necessarily something that they want to avoid or escape since it's kind of inevitable. And it's not like an act of concern. It's just something that I've heard from a few people and a few conversations anecdotally that it's just something that we're, it's something that I'm aware of too. Um, and so, yeah, I wouldn't say it's that, like it's affecting us that drastically. Okay. Yeah, I would say a lot of my friends still have internships from like the traditional big four. Yeah. Looking at places like that. Okay. Yeah. Radek, is anybody, do people run YouTube channels out of college dorm rooms or apartments these days or what, what's happening with YouTube? Anybody? Uh, I don't know anybody personally that has a YouTube channel, but okay. for sure a lot of people watch YouTube, even okay. me, myself, a lot of times I'm, I don't watch that much TV, I guess, or Netflix. I'll just look up my favorite YouTube channel and watch some videos okay. instead of going on TV. Yeah. Okay. That could be a big change in the future as well. Like what kind of content is being viewed? Yeah. So right. here, a lot of my friends like, and I too don't really watch TV at all. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't even, yeah, I don't watch TV. Friends don't really watch TV. It's whatever we watch is online. Um, do you have a, do you have like Hulu accounts or any of that stuff or? Um, I think I, I think my Spotify membership definitely uh, supposedly comes with Hulu, but I haven't okay. really looked into it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, but like Netflix basically for video. Okay. Um, I would yeah. say that we're almost like the oldest as far as like maybe the YouTube generation. Like I would say there's maybe like 13 or 14 year olds, the more Gen Z, yeah. where a YouTube celebrity may be more famous or well-known yeah. than like a Brad Pitt or something right. like that, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Like we're almost old as far as that, but okay. like the Gen Z they're even more into YouTube than we are. Okay. Yeah, and even like Twitch too, which Amazon oh, yeah. purchased. Like, a, yeah. Ben was uh, another uh, guy, Zach. He was talking about how um, with Fortnite, there's this one esports uh, guy named Ninja who came yeah. on CNBC, and he apparently uh, a couple months ago, I think, had more um, overall online hits than like cristiano ronaldo and like these major wow. sort of like athletic stars like he was the most popular person on the internet and i think he like at Lollapalooza last week yeah. he had his own like 
like time on one of the stages for like an hour where people came to watch him play Fortnite. Um, <laughs> and I think that a lot of his audience is definitely like kids. Like even my sister, my sister's 11, knows who he is. Um, so that, yeah, that's doesn't he have like, like he has a couple million followers or whatever he has, on, I think on the like, Twitch, right? Um, something like that. He yeah. re- he regularly, I think, He's on a daily most. basis, gets like a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. viewers. He hosted his own like events, like in like whole entire events in like Las Vegas. And yeah. He has I don't know uh, like fifteen million subscribers on his YouTube or something yeah. like that. Is esports the next hot thing? I as an investor, I should be looking at ways to try to get into it. You're I, both nodding. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that's what I've heard out there, um, and most people don't realize that Amazon owns Twitch. Yeah, and I think they got a great deal on it. I mean, yeah. I, I think that as what I think what Fortnite did, which is really important for gaming, is that it made it like extremely. It was already becoming more mainstream as these big corporations, Activision, Blizzard, Blizzard, and EA, and these yeah. other big firms were kind of getting more involved. But I think that what Fortnite did was I've seen friends who otherwise never played any video games at all ever get into gaming to play Fortnite and are now super into it. And uh, people of all ages from like kids to adults can play it. I think that's, that has very big implications. I've seen like, I occasionally will log into Twitch just to see what's kind of going on. And like the overall viewership of all games has like the whole rising tide lifts all boats thing. I think as because Fortnite's become more popular, a lot of uh, new sort of consumers are coming in to see what's going on in other games too. And everyone's sort of viewership is going up. Is it uh, free to log into Twitch? How oh, do you? Yeah, it uh, is. It's free, so I can just go on there and watch people game. Totally, and okay. uh, and in terms of, I think they most uh, channels monetize through advertisements. Okay, that was and, my next question. Yeah, and then they, you can also use if you have like an Amazon Prime subscription, then yeah. you can have a Twitch Prime account where oh. you, it comes with certain benefits. And I think every month they update where they collaborate with certain games where you'll get certain rewards or you can even get some games free. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that whole area is really interesting. And I don't know that much about it because I'm too old. But <laughs> I, I do want to learn more because uh, I do think that could be a big investing area in the future. Well, this has been really good. This is interesting. Um, you mentioned a lot of... Interesting stack names. Um, Grubhub was one of them. What is is Grubhub super popular among college students? What's the story with with the online delivery? I would say somewhat as far as college students, but maybe more a little bit older people than us. Okay. Like my older sister, who's twenty six, like more that age range. That's where Grubhub is really popular. Like maybe twenty seven, twenty eight, where they actually have jobs. Okay. And they live <laughs> and, and, and yes, like. Like that convenience is really necessary. Uh, I know a few college students that use Grubhub, but I would say maybe people a little bit, a little bit more older than us. Okay. Yeah. Um, because you know they just had that great quarter, but I, I feel like maybe I'm swayed a bit because Grubhub is headquartered here in Chicago, so we hear about it all the time, and I'm not sure what's happening outside of Chicago, but uh, I think they're still killing it everywhere. Um, one other question. What's happening on the pizza scene? Um, who do you order from? What 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 goes on with that? Do, I'm assuming you're all still ordering pizzas. You're both nodding. Radek, what what's popular at Loyola? Uh, we actually have a blaze across the street, which oh. is really popular, which is make your own. Yeah. So it's like the, the Chipotle of pizza. Yeah. Which is somewhat interesting. That could maybe shake up the pizza industry a little bit. Okay. Um, actually owned by LeBron James. Or, yeah. Or partly owned or something. So that's actually really cool. But besides that, I, 
I guess just what whatever the easiest. The easiest. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Afri? Um, I think that like for me personally and a bunch of my friends, we really like dominoes. Okay. But in terms yeah, of what's yeah, dominoes. But the uh, in the during the late like a late <laughs> studying night, I've seen like during finals week when you're still going at like two, three AM, Domino's closes at midnight in Evanston. Okay. Papa John's is open, I think, till two or three. Oh. So I think Papa John's at Northwestern gets that night business. Yeah. But I think Blaze is definitely really popular too. I remember it was a really big deal on March fourteenth, Pi Day. Because Blaze was doing this thing where every pizza was three dollars and fourteen cents, and so the line was literally going like down the block in downtown Evanston. Yeah, and um, it's actually so popular that Northwestern, um, in like we in our visitor center, we have a bunch of restaurants, and uh-huh. they actually opened up their own like in-house oh. Blaze-style pizza restaurant called the Kiln. Okay, where they also make the pizza like for like made to order. Um, so I think like Blaze and that model is really popular. Okay. But like the also like the regular delivery is still really popular too. Okay. I'm glad to hear about Domino's because I'm a big, big fan of them. Um, why, why Domino's? Just because it's, it's cheap? Or... Um, I think it's like, it's cheap and it's, uh, it's quick. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's Do you guys order yeah. off the app? I'm assuming use the app to order it. They're I... looking. No, maybe not. I order. I think my friends and I usually order like online. Yeah, on okay. one side. Yeah, I'd oh. say online. Okay. You yeah. have like fifteen study tabs open. Yeah. Just tab, open one more and Domino's. Or All right. Papa John's. Yeah. yeah. All sitting in a circle, studying with our computer laptops open. Yeah. And okay. one of us just goes to Domino's and orders a pizza. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um. What about the loyalty program? Like that. Some of those pizza guys have. Does that influence you on ordering or not? Because Domino's has one now, but. No, it didn't matter so. to you. You just order anyways. And so if you get some extras, pizzas, then that's all good. Yeah. Okay. So no loyalty yeah. issues. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, let's wrap up then um, our annual summertime millennial investor special. This was good. It's always interesting. You know, by like next year, I'm going to have to have a Gen Z instead or something. Oh, man. Or, or I'll just have to have some of you on when you're getting a little older or something. I don't know, but it's going to be Gen Z going in. Uh, so let's recap some of the tickers we did talk about. We talked about Grubhub, which is G-R-U-B. Twitter is T-W-T-R, and I'm glad to see them mentioning Twitter because for a while there it seemed like um, that might not stick around, but it sounds like it will. Facebook, which owns Instagram, is fb they like Netflix, NFLX, Snap didn't get didn't get any good reviews here. SNAP is the ticker there. We didn't talk about Spotify. What about Spotify? Is that a good buy, do you think? Do, are all of you on it? I'm assuming you already mentioned Efri on Spotify. But the music side, they're nodding. Okay, so Spotify too, maybe. I see a lot of friends on Apple Music too, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, both things. I'd say Spotify is probably the top one. Okay. Apple Music is for sure popular too. Yeah, yeah. They, they both have big market shares. Okay, so Spot, S-P-O-T, well, I guess we'll include Apple in there, A-A-P-L. That's their Apple services side, which is growing quite quickly for them. It's for their revenue. And uh, we briefly mentioned Tencent, T-C-E-H-Y. It's a Chinese uh, mega firm, let's just call it. Um, it's basically the Facebook of China, but they've been making these investments and they have invested in Epic Games, which makes the Fortnite. Um, we also briefly mentioned Turtle Beach. They make the headphones for the various video games. 
That is H-E-A-R and Funko, which I actually own the Funko because I, I think it's an interesting little business. That's the toy company. It hasn't rolled out any Fortnite toys yet, but those are coming at the end of the year. And that is F-N-K-O. Do you guys own any of these stocks? No. I no, they're shaking. Okay, you got to get with the program. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not currently <laughs> investing in general. So, yeah. Um, so that's everything. Oh, wait, we forgot the pizza guys. You can't buy into Blaze yet, but that could be a hot name if they ever go IPO. And then we have Domino's DPZ, and then Papa John's is PZZA. So there's some good stock tips in there, and they're the ones you would think that the millennials would have their eye on. And as always, we're bringing you a lot of stock ideas here on the Market Edge podcast every week. So be sure to subscribe. You can get us on Spotify. And you can also get us on um, Apple Podcasts, the two we just mentioned. And then you can also get us on SoundCloud. But be sure to get us somewhere so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll see you again next time. <laughs>